Welcome to Generation Why Am I Like This? I'm Alec. I'm Casey. And I'm Liz. And this is the podcast where we take a look back at some of our favorite pop culture moments from our childhoods. Um, thank you everyone for sending in your listener submissions uh, to our Why Am I Like This Month. Uh, we have entered November. Happy November, everyone. That is Happy scary to November. think about that it's already November. Um, but it's Mushroom Month and uh, Animal Crossing. I Happy logged mushroom. on. Oh, yes. I logged on today, and there were mushrooms, <laughs> and I was excited. But then there were also roaches so in my happy. house, and I played last week, and I don't know why I already had roaches again. Because oh. you're dirty. Well, you okay, milk. I had roaches <laughs> in my house. I had roaches in my house for multiple days after I logged on. Because, oh, like, I wasn't able to, like, step on them enough, I guess. Like, because I had oh, to keep I went to the re-killing. house and I stepped on all of them. I know, same. But I still had roaches. I feel like there was something mm. happening where, because I was gone for so long, it was like, no, your house is infested. Like Nintendo's like... <laughs> You idiots that stopped playing for months. Now you're going to be cursed with roaches forever. (laughs) I forgot that November was Mushroom Month, and I thought it happened before for some Mm. reason. And so since I restarted my island, spoilers, restarted my island, I thought that I completely was, like, out of my DIYs, and I want to get mushrooms for a year. So I literally, like, internally screamed when I got on today, and I saw it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm I'm very happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. That's uh, what I want to (laughs) hear. Wait, have you you seen all this stuff that's, like... Before you reset your island, know that you have to have so many Nook Miles to do all this stuff in the new update. Okay. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nook Miles are so easy to get in the beginning, though. Like, I just, like, sit for five minutes, and I'm like, I got more Nook Miles. Yay. They add up quick. (laughs) Um, Anyway... (laughs) We're here to talk about um, some things that our listeners submitted this month. Um, yes. So we we reached out to y'all and had you submit some things to us to talk about. And we were aiming for things that uh, either the person whose week it was had definitely not experienced before, or maybe all three of us hadn't experienced before. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked one of the options that I knew existed, but I definitely had never watched it before. Um, so I picked Rainbow Bright. Um, what yes. a wild ride, y'all. <laughs> what fun. a wild ride. Um, I'm assuming there was... say who submitted it? I sure. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. who submitted yeah. it. Um, Catherine. Catherine, you're out there. Catherine. If you're hearing us, Catherine. you submitted this. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. Catherine. Thank you, Catherine, Catherine, for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Today is brought to you by the letter K. K for Catherine. This episode is sponsored by Catherine and Smooth My Balls. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there weren't any more details with this, so I just assumed we were talking about the original, like the OG '80s Rainbow Bright. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I. So that's what I went with. Um, I blindly picked uh, a two-parter episode that was called The Beginning of Rainbow Land because that felt like a good uh, intro into the, I don't know, the franchise. Um, I feel like I learned things about it. but I So I definitely did not have any prior experience with Rainbow Bright other than maybe seeing the main character uh, in like, I don't know, a commercial or maybe a used toy somewhere. I don't, I don't feel like I saw a lot of new toys as Rainbow Bright when I was a kid, but what were the two of you, like, did you have experience with Rainbow Bright before watching these, uh, these episodes? These episodes. These episodes. Uh, no, I didn't really. I like, it's a property that I know. Duh. It's Rainbow Bright. Duh. <laughs> Duh. 
Um, I think I've seen stuff around. I want to say that they had like rainbow bright poly pockets for a bit that I uh-huh. would see in the stores and I thought were cool. I could totally be lying because I love to do that. Um, but yeah, I actually didn't know too much about this besides that there were like color coded kids, which is kind of my thing, which sounds weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm in like. <laughs> um... I'm in... <laughs> I meant like Sailor Moon and Power Rangers also have color coded uh-huh, characters. Uh-huh, Not that I like. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. I don't even know where that would go. That kind of sounds serial killery though. Like the color coded killer. I would do that. I like the alliteration. So we're workshopping right now. Apparently, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Liz, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I also have never watched this. Uh, I obviously knew the character as well i feel like everyone knows the character it's weird because i um you know i think about kids today and i'll mention like a character from like when i'm a kid and they'll have no idea what i'm talking about but i feel like i knew like a lot of like 80s and 70s characters growing up um Mm -hmm. so i don't i wonder what the difference i guess maybe because media is just like so oversaturated now whereas we had less media i don't know whatever but anyways, uh, I definitely knew what the character was. I remember, I n- recognized the main character. I just assumed her name was Rainbow Bright, which it's not, which I was interesting. Well, it's um, become Rainbow Bright, but yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. It's more like uh, a mantle. And then <laughs> mantle. Uh, <laughs> and then I remember the little fuzzy guy, like seeing him. I was oh, uh, he, he's oh, recognizable. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk <laughs> we'll about talk that that one that <laughs> thing. Um, I do remember at some point finding out because I thought it was just Rainbow Bright and the Fuzzy Boy and then finding out that there was like an actual like all these different characters that were like Mm -hmm. color coded and whatnot Mm -hmm. and they were like they brought color in their own way to the world and I was like there's like a whole mythology going on there's world building there is the world building (laughs) yeah okay the thing is they built a world so I every time I feel like I watch an '80s cartoon or find out more things about the '80s, I'm like, yeah, they did do a lot of cocaine back then. Like, <laughs> I just feel like I'm like, what in the hell is this show? And what? Because it makes me think of like, uh, if you've ever watched the Toys That Made Us on Netflix, which is a great show if you've never watched it. But uh, like, they have like a whole episode on He-Man and like the He-Man toys. Mm. And, like, literally the He-Man toys are just a an answer to the Star Wars toys. Because the Star Wars toys were doing mm-hmm. so well. And they were like, hey, mm-hmm. let's make our own toys. But, like, let's just make them up from nothing. And then, and then they made them and they weren't selling well. So then they were like, okay, so now we just need to make up some weird story to go with some of these weird-ass toys we made up. And half yep. the toys are, like, made only because they were like, oh, we have a model of, like, this weird cat thing. Like, what's a character we could make? Okay, oh, He-Man can ride the tiger, and it's going to be green. <laughs> like, it tiger. like it was just like, it was, I don't know, and I feel like that's what happened with Rainbow Bright. It's just so random. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a lot of kids' properties in the 80s, though. It was kind yeah. of wild. See, was, I didn't know, I, I, I'd heard about merchandising. vaguely about that, but I guess I didn't, I didn't have any, like, first-hand experience with any of these franchises that were just, like, an idea to make money and they weren't like they didn't start off as either a book or a cartoon or something yeah. before they were marketed as toys if that makes any sense yeah mm-hmm. i think one of my favorite ones is um the micronauts franchise which i'm sure you're like what is that i've never heard I of it what, like what is that exactly it was a toy line and then it turned into a marvel comic book and the toy line was just literally kind of like 
I think Transformers, not really. But then also like He-Man-esque where you just have like random people that they make characters for. <laughs> so they wrote this comics. But the comic book is like this huge sprawling like dark mythos about these toy characters because it's comics and they're like, whatever, it's the 80s, we can do what we want. <laughs> so it's like you buy the toy and you're like, oh, this is fun. And then you read about it. It's like murder and death. <laughs> Like, <laughs> horrible backstories and you're just like what? I, okay. I'm eternally flummoxed, confused, confounded by the 80s because like there was so much like bright colorful stuff like neon day glow and rain like I feel like rainbows were like a big motif in the 80s like beyond rainbow bright because so both my brother and I had like themed rooms as children you know like we, there was a border in my room of teddy bears and like it was cute and shit they had little overalls on but my brother's room was like rainbow themed and he had the most amazing curtains i was obsessed with the curtains in his room and they like were white but they had like rainbow like rickrack or whatever on the bottom and like it was they were great and somehow i was the one that turned out queer but you know whatever thanks mom i it's just like weird <laughs> that they were i have all these colors but then also it was like one of to be fair, Some you of had the bears darkest wearing times. overalls that might be gayer than mm. a rainbow. Well, that sounds that sounds more lesbian, honestly. <laughs> a bear wearing overalls sounds yeah. like a lesbian to you. Do you even know the gay community? <laughs> Have no. you even met them? <laughs> no, I've never met a queer in my life. <laughs> anyway, but like, don't you like? I don't know. It's just like there was this big juxtaposition of like colorful, bright, happy things with like, oh, everything's awful. People are on like overdosing on a lot of drugs, and you know, Reagan is in office. Like, what? It was great. It's a wonderful time because you know what that means? Dark stories for children, which is my <laughs> favorite thing. That's <laughs> why we get the labyrinth. That's why we get Dark Crystal. <laughs> like, that's why we get the intro for Rainbow Bright. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of Amber I, Bright, I feel like we should talk some more about it. Um, if you don't know, which I didn't before I <laughs> looked up some of this information. Uh, so Rainbow Bright was, as we alluded, just basically a concept to make money that was created by Hallmark in 1984. A little Kansas Hallmark. City shout out. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I know that I'd heard that this used to happen, but I just like, it's still surprises me to learn that oh yeah mm -hmm. there just wasn't really an idea beyond well we need to make money let's capitalize on children like i get that you know <laughs> toys and shit for kids and cartoons but just yeah. having a concept of a character and being like okay run with it it's very weird to me um they licensed the toys out to mattel it was like kind of a worldwide franchise but like you know it was very disjointed there were things that were only found in certain countries and like dolls that were like you know there would be two characters that you could never find in a certain country and like characters in a different countries that you could never find it seemed very weird and confusing to me um and then uh what is it dic entertainment as the animator that deke is it really just deke amazing uh i thought it stood <laughs> for something like it's all in all caps i thought it was like i don't know i mean i think it does stand for something okay um but I think it's pronounced Deke because I'm pretty sure at the end, like their logo, there's someone who goes Deke. It's Dumb um, Idiot Coalition. So that's... Uh, oh, here it, it is. Uh, <laughs> disseminated Intravascular Coagulation. That's Deke. <laughs> Nuh-uh. 
Alec has left no, the podcast. No, <laughs> what? It's that's it's not... a medical thing. I just googled Deke. Oh, okay. Anyway, like, anyway, 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 anyway. Um, this uh, entertainment company. They're I guess they're based in France. What, Casey? Diffusion Information Communications. It is just like three random words. I mean, it's entertainment. That's really what it stands for. That's what it stands for. It was formed in France in 1971 by Jean Chaplin. Chalopin. Chalopin. <laughs> Chalopin. That's definitely the French Chalopin. pronunciation. <laughs> oh, God. John Chalopin. Chalopin. Wee wee. Wee wee. I would love a baguette. <laughs> did you just like hold a... <laughs> it? It did look like a little weed. <laughs> a little weed. Just a little weed. Um, Anywho. Wow. This is a great episode. Uh,. So anyway, Deke Entertainment was chosen to produce the animated series. And it's a French company. Um, it They started with an animated special that premiered in 1984. So they this all like happened really fast. They were like, we got Rainbow Bright. Like, everyone go, you know, at 100 miles an hour now. <laughs> so they the had cocaine was for. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You know what? That's that's they got shit really done smart. at least. Yeah, they did. Um, it always makes me think of um, the what is it called the the medium place in the good place where it's like the one woman that looks by <laughs> herself and she's just like, do you yeah. have cocaine? She's in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so the animated special premiered in nineteen eighty four, uh, and this was like just like a one off thing on primetime. I don't know why. And then they had two more, two more two part specials. So essentially four parts you know into two different stories and one of these was the beginning of rainbow land which is uh what we're going to be talking about in a little bit um here's the thing that really blew my mind apparently in this original version of the show there were only 13 episodes of rainbow bright made like the first season had five episodes the second season had like eight or something like that it was like I thought it was like seasons upon seasons upon seasons. Yeah. Like, I was like, how did this get to be so big? I uh, I thought yeah. this was such a long running thing. I know, like, right? Only... It only ran from 85 to 86. End of story. <laughs> That's bonkers. Yeah. Uh, it uh, This is related, but not great related on merchandise, because it's also an then. 80s cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A not well-known cartoon, I think also from the 80s, is called Pirates of Darkwater. And I remember watching it all the time as a kid. And then as an adult, finding out that there were only like 13 episodes because it got canceled early and they never got to wrap up the storyline because it was like an ongoing narrative. And I was like, but how did I see so many episodes all the time? I mean, How many reruns were there? To be fair, Casey, if someone didn't listen to our preamble on The Pride of the X-Men, they probably would have thought it was like a series that went on for 15 years because like the way you talked about it and it was literally a failed pilot. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's impressive that you're so passionate about it. It's cute. Um, I'm so passionate about so many things. That you I are. Know. You really are. <laughs> so the, I guess the thing that like really stands out about Rainbow Bright is that they they keep like rebooting it and reviving it. There's been five different generations of of Rainbow Bright. So this doesn't always Dang. mean the show. What? Yeah. So this doesn't always mean the show. Like they've had reboots of the cartoon, okay. but they've like some of these generations we're literally just like, oh, we're putting out a new line of the toys. So, like, the most recent uh, one, for instance, was uh, in 2015. It was just a new line of toys. Uh, they did revolve around the original characters. But, like, in the 90s, I think they rebooted the cartoon. And, like, they used the name. But, really, everything else in the show was completely different. Like, all of the characters were different. Mm-hmm. In very... 2013? 
Is that what you said? No, I, no, I think like this that. was in the 90s when they released Chainsaw. Oh, okay. But the the one in the 2013 could have been similar. I don't know. Uh, it I, If it's not the same... Because when I went on YouTube, because I didn't use your link, I watched a different one because I went to search for it so I could watch it on my TV. You're not like other um, girls. I don't like... I'm not like other girls. I search for my own things. <laughs> um, and it said 2013 Rainbow Bright, and it is hideous it is oh, one of the no. ugliest things i've ever seen in my life and it is scary and i hate it and they all look like they're like they look like they ride skateboards for some reasons <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> they all look like it's they're just... in the decom brink yes exactly but not like avril lavigne meets brink um it it the animation is just so ugly i was so upset to see that rainbow bright was done so dirty um rainbow bright i'm, I'm so sorry girl <laughs> i'm gonna give what i'm gonna just assume is an unpopular opinion but i think that 80s animation is like awful like i just have never liked the way it's looked Uh, yeah it's it doesn't do anything for me it just all the lines are too thin and it bothers me yeah you've talked about this before you like thick lines and i think it's stupid i think this animation looked so good did it i mean i think (laughs) did it her head look weird but there were so many moments (laughs) where (laughs) okay uh (laughs) Um, but there were so many moments where I was like, the animation was so smooth and crisp, but I was really surprised that this was an 80s, like, American cartoon. Because mm. it didn't seem right. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, another thing I <laughs> another thing I found <laughs> that I thought was surprising on the Wikipedia page for Rainbow Bright is, like, <laughs> there are over 40 characters in this universe for a show that only had 13 episodes. Like, yeah, because they had to their... get all them toys, man. It's just like mind boggling. And granted, like, you know, some of these are, you know, villains or kind of like monster enemies that they interact with. And some of them are like the there's just like so many characters for one TV show that had 13 episodes. And I think that's very funny. <laughs> I don't uh, think it's enough. I don't think it's enough characters. There we I think go. It's, <laughs> I think Rainbow Bright as a character is just too much. Ew. She's that ugly, rainbow right? Rainbow murder her. Is that going through her skull? <laughs> it's going through her head. She has stupid little wrist guards. I'm sorry, that's the rainbow belt this time. Get out of here. Get out of okay, here. So, listeners, stick with us. I'm, I'm gonna so have sorry. to put this. No, no, I'm just gonna have to put this in the visual companion because I feel like they should have a chance to look at what we're looking at. Yeah, you can see this heinous girl that took over the life of Rainbow Bright. She literally murdered Rainbow. Bright I will say it's a bummer that. that they got rid of the moon boots. <laughs> cricket, like, cricket, it, cricket. Sorry. Like I'm saying, the whole that, thing's a bummer. Yeah, the but I'm saying those, and also like the Michelin Man arms. Those are rad. Mm, I love them. <laughs> I want like popular opinion. This is a popular opinion. I want to style myself like Rainbow Bright because she I mean, is yeah, amazing. she is. I mean, really I saw that coming. <laughs> I feel like I could knit a sweater with like weirdly poofy oh, sleeves like hers that and would like rock it out. Cute. Yeah. Catherine, like if you're listening, we need to figure out a sweater pattern because this is your episode. <laughs> so you can help me make a sweater pattern like Rainbow Bright. <laughs> we could wait. Can we do that? But then like do it in the colors of our uh, ginger sweaters. If you learn to knit. Yeah, yeah. sure. You can. I'll pay you money. I don't want to learn to knit. <laughs> okay. That's uh, right. You can pay me money. <laughs> I'll pay Other... you for time. Don't worry. Speaking of Catherine, just because this also goes, um, I work with her. So that's why I'm saying this. But an inside joke um, in the costume shop is about Jojo Siwa. In Rainbow oh, Bright no. and Jojo Siwa are the same person. 
Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Like, like power loves JoJo Jen. Siwa. If they do a live action Rainbow Bright ever, it needs to be played by JoJo Siwa. Totally, she would be perfect. I watch kill that. It. Yeah, he, like no problem. I'm glad we all agree. Is this JoJo, JoJo Siwa like murdering it on Dancing with the Stars or whatever? Yeah, but she's, she's doing, a dancer. Yeah, I know, but like they they <laughs> but, took that risk when they brought her onto the show. <laughs> I oh, think yeah. the coolest thing ever dancer. about that is that they did she's a horror powerful. episode and she was Pennywise with like the little Georgie. Yeah, but then that like was ah, that whole episode was insane because there was also an us. A, gr- a couple that did like us costumes mm-hmm. oh, and then there was a couple that did pin hellraiser and it was like sick and i and i'm like what world are we living in that there is a hellraiser dance on like national crazy that is it. the weirdest <laughs> national movie. crazy dance day national crazy like, dance. <laughs> yeah i just it weirds me out that like pinhead is like part of our like national pop culture if that makes sense like yeah it's a part of the zeitgeist i'm like look at us coming in here with like queer horror figures on like nationwide television right. it's wonderful yeah I'm a bdsm of, horror well that's a good one i'm gonna put a uh, picture also, in the visual companion of this listeners fantastic jojo siwa was terrifying as yeah. pennywise as well yeah so like it was a good job yeah. um, but uh anyway back to rainbow did, bright sorry <laughs> one more thing about it <laughs> She also did a foxtrot during Grease Week to the reprise of Sandra D. And I gotta say, someone dancing to the reprise of Sandra D is hilarious, but doing a foxtrot to it was even funnier. They did a That's great job, but I was like, what, is, what am I watching? <laughs> I don't even watch the show. I just watch JoJo Siwa. <laughs> so good. Was I the only one who thought that the whole two episodes we watched was made completely irrelevant by the fact that they explain everything in like the first 20 seconds? I know. This is one of the shows where it's like, Rainbow Bright is a little girl who was brought in from a different world and she must give color to the world. Like, it literally just explains everything that happens in, like, these two Um, 20-minute episodes. I like the building of the mythology. I like the lore and the backstory. This is exactly the the kind of show that... I literally, while I was watching this show, I was like, how did Casey not watch all of this show? (laughs) I was like, this is, like, so boring and, like, long, but it has, like... Weird, <laughs> weird, ah! kooky oh, characters in God. it, and like it just takes forever wow. to get to any point. And I'm like, okay, Miss Mouse with the motorcycle. <laughs> I know, but I okay. I'm not gonna Guys, pretend like that's friends. good. Let's just be friends. Let's just be I, friends. Um, but Never. I'm saying, but I also didn't. I hadn't watched Mouse and the Motorcycle since I was a kid. I'm not over here watching a Little Princess every night for two weeks. Okay, Casey. <laughs> all i'm gonna say all i'm gonna say is the wow. fact that casey wow. had the gall to call all real monsters boring but this was one of the most boring cartoons i've ever seen in my life <laughs> i've never even seen this <laughs> but you watched it for the episode <laughs> you made me but i like saying it, you liked it you liked it. it yeah i did enjoy it um, oh my god uh, that's because this had a purpose all real monsters yeah. didn't I learned a story through this. I saw some stuff. And the animation was so much better. Uh, I mean, we got to see a horse. We got to see a horse kicking stuff. And that's all that matters. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I got to see fashion, real fashion. I thought you were going to say another word that started with F. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, we should probably get into the description of the story so we can talk about some of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
anyway the first like the opening of it i don't know if this was every episode or just this two-parter but like it's basically the opening to courage the cat with a dog where they're like this is the entire setup like here we go so basically (laughs) only the first one had the creepy guy that was like rainbow bright does this stuff and there's sparkles and glitter and the world's great and then the next one was like a song and i was like why didn't they use the song in the first one well yeah like why not just let people watch the episode to figure it but out anyway also, mine had the recap of the whole first episode too and it was that guy again yeah i had I the in the both, both parts maybe you should yeah. watch the video i give you the link for um maybe pick a better better video uh uh anyway, anyway. this is not I do, this is not the thing that they say at the beginning. I tried to find like a transcription of it, and I wasn't going to type it out because I didn't care that much. But essentially, <laughs> Rainbow Bright, it's the story of a girl. Her name is Wisp. Surprise, surprise. Yes. Uh, she came to a dark and dismal planet that has been conquered by the King of Shadows. That is a proper mm-hmm. noun. Hello. Uh, who wanted to, to destroy color and happiness forever. Dead ass. Dick bag. Uh, however, even in the darkness, <laughs> friends were found in the form of, I shit you not, this is a real character's name, Twink. Yes. Listeners. Yes. His name is Twink. Yes. <laughs> and of course he is a white sprite because like <laughs> white. Uh, and also Starlight. Uh, and the, I love this. In parentheses, self-proclaimed most magnificent horse in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> this we'll was, I found this it. in an article somewhere else, um, but it was a pretty concise like description of the show. Um, in the end, <laughs> In the end, Wisp defeated the King of Shadows and freed the seven color kids, color kids, Mm -hmm. returning the light and hope to the dismal world. Um, Here's my hot take on the show. This show is perfect. This show is literally (laughs) just about some white little girl coming to gentrify a neighborhood. I she's just like wow it's so ugly here it needs to be pretty we need to paint bright colors on everything and all these monsters are just trying to live their lives and she's like no fuck you and (laughs) she kills them all and makes it colorful. I was watching and I was like, this is either about gentrification or this is about supporting minorities. And I can't decide. Uh, it's not about supporting minorities because like, there's like only one person of color in the whole like cartoon cast. In like, the color kids. Yeah. They're called the color um, kids and they're all white except for one person. Alec, I'm going to let you know a little secret. Being a minority doesn't just mean that you're a person of color. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have a point, but also like, can there's we have literally... some people of color in it? Six of, yeah, yes, yes, but that's not what I said. Why are you talking about me about diversity in this casting when I'm saying they're a minority? There were six kids and they were imprisoned <laughs> and she freed them. That's the what monsters belong, honestly. were running amok. They were like, the world needs to look the way we want to. And they're like, you know what? Not anymore. New yeah, order. that is true. Because I, because like, <clears throat> weren't the kids living in a beautiful world with like the star sprites or whatever? And then the monsters imprisoned them and took that away. So technically, so either they took back their land because we don't know who had it first, mm. or the monsters gentrified and then Rainbow Bright gentrified the gentrification. <laughs> gentrified gentrification. <laughs> the we're Rainbow here Bright to gentrify story. gentrification. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe there's a reason that those kids were in jail. Maybe they've committed heinous crimes. <clears throat> maybe they're literally <laughs> children. <laughs> also, why and is there sh- a baby? <laughs> <laughs> And why is that baby a ball of light? I don't know. <laughs> There's so many things that are unknown about. You know, I watched this twice. I watched it the first time and I just could not focus on it. And then I watched it a second time and was like, I literally still don't know what's really happening. <laughs> okay. Well, any story that starts off with a girl that needs to hunt for an accessory is already a winner in my book. Yeah. That's, 
Yeah. I'm not funny. gonna lie. They're like, I need to find this belt, and I was like, I'm sold. Tell me. I where, just like how she was like, go? it's my mission. She kept saying that about everything. She'd be like, like the horse is like, we can't go on. We'll die. And she's like, it's my mission. Mm-hmm. No. And then the horse her is mission, like, f my life. Her mission is to buy accessories and go to brunch. Like, come on. Yeah. She doesn't do shit in this show either. Like mm-hmm. everyone else does everything, or her belt does it for her. Like she just walks around and finds a baby um she has gumption <laughs> determination gumption <laughs> um I, so I... talking about part one <laughs> is you, that part one i felt like was absolutely pointless for the most part because we didn't get to any of the good stuff in part one like basically we found the belt and we found that random baby that literally has nothing to do with anything. Oh, and she meets light. the horse. Is it bad that I was like real? I was like a lot less interested in part two than I was in part one. Well, at least part two, they were constantly saving. You were meeting new color kids like all the time. So like, yeah, I just can't to me, that I, characters. I, well, I agree with you on that. There was a <laughs> lot of characters like, and I was like, I don't even. I first of all. Why is the like red 10. one? Why is the red one's named Red Butler? Because I just feel like that was so random. Like, because he is the butler and his color's red. But he why, is he a butler? But he is now. His name's Red Butler or Butler's a name. I don't know. I don't. don't they were going for it. like a Red Butler thing. I know they? joke, right? It's but like fancy. I'm like He's a why? Because like, to me, that's not I'm the like they're like I would canary. Because they like they're like canary yellow, and like every other one is like. The thing is also the color, but I'm mm-hmm. like, butlers aren't red, so I don't get... <laughs> butlers aren't red. <laughs> Good colors. <laughs> We're taking a stance on this podcast. <laughs> butlers aren't red. I don't know, I just felt like his name was so stupid. I get that it was a pun on Rhett Butler, but I was like, literally, I don't. What kid in the 80s is like... <laughs> Oh my god, Brett Butler, I get okay. it. If we try to deconstruct every single time they brought <laughs> up a pop culture thing in kids' cartoons that would yes. not be understood by kids, okay, it happens fine. all the time. Yeah. I just um, felt like this was a very random one. I'm sorry. And I loved it, honestly, maybe because he just had a cape and his name was Red Butler. And I was like, this is so random and I'm kind of here for it. It is really random. I... I think the reason I liked the first half of the, uh, the the first episode, the first half of the two-parter, I don't know how to, to classify it, but, like, I could Everything actually... Everything you're saying is correct. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> like, I could actually, like, remember who the people were, because I have a short attention span. And also, like, you got to meet more of the monsters, and I thought the monsters were badass. <laughs> the monsters were cool. They looked great. Yeah. As much as I didn't love the animation, like, I thought the monsters looked cool, and they were actually terrifying, and I was like, this would have scared me as a child. Yeah, I actually thought that was so cool, just like the juxtaposition between Rainbow Bright and her people and the world, because it really felt like what do you mean two people? different places. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by me? <laughs> you unpack your thing first. <laughs> you unpack your thing first. Yeah, her and the color kids, because they all yeah. had like it. It felt like. The sprites and the color kids and Rainbow Bright all have like a similar animation style, mm-hmm. and even like the two villain people. But then these oh, monsters yeah. were done by like a completely different group of people, it and I like kind of loved it. The monsters look like the scary part of Fantasia. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I did point, it. I wrote out at one point, I was like, so the monsters are like actually terrifying, but like the actual villains that have the storyline are just bumbling idiots. Like, 
why can't they i mean i guess like the shadow dude was like king of shadows he was kind of scary yeah yeah when you finally get to see him but the other two guys what lurky and murky or whatever yeah lurky kind of reminds me of grimace from mcdonald's because he's and just kind of like the, scary. And then murky <laughs> reminds me of the bad guy from Smurfs, the Gorgamel. Mm, mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm, I got mm-hmm. that I know he's obviously a lot shorter, but like I just got the same vibes of the cuz he's kind of a goofy bad guy from those two. I got a very similar vibe like I did when I watched Smurfs. Like a lot well, of it feels me, similar. They gave me huge like Hanna-Barbera vibes. Mm-hmm. like yeah. they would be like in any of those cartoons da, 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 yeah da. yeah at one point isaiah was like are you watching rocky and bullwinkle because they sound like rocky and bullwinkle i was like <laughs> yeah. you know you're you're right i could be you know what <laughs> either <laughs> watch it or stays. don't i'd say honestly <laughs> you could change you could use the same dialogue and change out the characters and basically do any 80s cartoon and it would be pretty much the same so yeah. i'd like to see jabberjaw do this <laughs> yeah you know jabberjaw <laughs> Jabberjaw, Jabberjaw, listeners, if you know Jabberjaw, just text me privately. Yes, you all have my number. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about the Magnificent Horse because the thing oh is, God. I fucking hated this horse. Um, first Shut of up. all, when the horse first like does any talks, and the horse is like, "Hello there," or like I don't remember the first words that the horse says, but it says something, and then she goes, "You can talk." And then I swear to God, it has a totally different voice actor for the rest of the thing. <laughs> like the first time it talked, it was like, hello there. And then it, and then the rest of the time, it's like, I'm the magnificent horse and I do this and that and that. Well, and I was like, what is Apparently the... Starlight thought that they needed to be very mask presenting when they first mm-hmm. read Rainbow I Bright. I guess. Or Wisp, I should say. Right. But then afterwards, <laughs> they dropped all, you know. Yeah. Facade. Well, he got awoken from the ice like whatever that he was in and yeah. he's like hello people then he's like oh it's this little girl with that's wearing like six wigs at this time yeah no i can be myself for fun. <laughs> he's like, he just said literally wig and he was like whatever yeah he's like oh honey i'm so sorry uh anyway where are we going clop clop oh he is i hated starlight so much he's so full of himself i or love himself i don't starlight. know does starlight actually have a gender <clears throat> i don't know horse um, <laughs> Starlight doesn't need to have a gender, but I'm just, no. I don't want to, I don't want to Starlight is probably every gender because Starlight is perfect. So he's like, I'm everything, y'all. Yeah. I, I loved the confidence from this horse. Just out of nowhere being like, um, I'm the best horse ever. <laughs> I like, did wow. like when, when they okay. were trying to get away from like the glue or whatever the, those, the bad guys were shooting. And there was a large, like, there was no bridge, but there was this huge gap. And Starlight was like, I mean, I'm the most magnificent horse in the world, but I even I can't fly. So I don't know how we're getting across this thing. <laughs> and then they just jumped across it anyways. So <laughs> I laughed so hard because I thought that was amazing. <laughs> but also, okay, the, the other thing the is that the horse solved an issue like twice just by kicking its feet on something because it like made a fire by kicking its back feet it was like <laughs> that's watch that's out dynamics work watch out yeah. i'm gonna kick this stone and i'm gonna make a fire then like they find the Sparks first little fly. cave kid and he's behind like <laughs> stalactites <cave> <laughs> stalagmites yeah. or whatever and Both. it's like how well, yeah are they were like get... growing together yeah <laughs> stalactites are hanging on tight to the ceiling and stalagmites are like mites oh. on the ground so, anyways, the little Great. color kid. <laughs> I know about Kate. Science. The more you know, um, and he just is like, 
watch out, kids. And then he kicks the freaking things and breaks them, and then the kid's free. Yeah. yeah. I do love that in this one cave, too, not only do we have this, like, rainbow belt or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I should know my accessories. I'm so sorry, Rainbow Bray. Um, and then we also have just a little bit further down the cave was Red Butler stuck in there, and he's just, like, waiting. And <laughs> I fun. love how he's like, is <laughs> like, anyone okay. in the cave? Is anyone in the cave? <laughs> Please? <laughs> I think the oh, best line kid. that Starlight has is when they find the baby. He, Starlight just goes, just what we need, a baby. Well, and <laughs> and then it's just later, like delivered so dryly. It's yeah. like, what we need. And then at baby. one point, the baby does something and he's like, babies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's a mood. Yeah, a mood. I'm sorry. I stand Starlight. You're great. I honestly, I didn't hate anyone in this episode. I was like, you're all great. Like, color kids, we don't know anything about you yet. We'll learn more. Red Butler seemed like he had his shit together. He was stuck in a cave, Maybe. but he's like, I'll, I know what I'm supposed to do now. I'll get my little sprinkles or whatever they're called. Maybe that's <laughs> Mine my issue. Mine for some sprinkles. Maybe that's my issue with the show, like, that they crammed all of this into one episode and they should have, like, discovered a new color kid each episode. Like, that should have been how they did it. Alec, merchandising. If we meet them all the first episode, we can meet new characters the second episode. Yeah, but then you can't, like, More build toys. up... You can't build up the anticipation. I but will then say... we have seven episodes with each character leading their own episode a bit. And we're like, Canary Yellow, why do you have great overalls on right now? And she's like, let me tell you about them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... when it, While I was watching this, I was like, to me, this is, like, the shittiest version ever of Steven Universe. Like, if they took all the good stuff out of Steven Universe, this is what it is. Because to me, it just feels like, it's like, okay, you've got these magical people, and they're coming to, like, restore areas that have been destroyed by the monsters, which makes me mm-hmm, feel like, mm-hmm. it reminds it's me a lot of Steven Universe. Like, where they, like, the gyms, the, like, the, why can't I think of what it's, not altered, but, you know what I'm talking about? Not altered gyms, but, uh. I can't I do help know, you because I've never seen Steven right Universe. I Why are you, you mad? <laughs> you love Steven Universe. I love Steven Universe. I'm saying I this know, is like the not good version of that. <laughs> that's why That's why he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to compare women to each other. I think they mm-hmm. own can go on their own stride. Liz is they have their gatekeeping, own gaslighting, and girl bossing this episode. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Um, shattered gems. Shattered gems. <laughs> there we go. Of, yeah. And like, it reminded me of that because the <clears throat> monsters, like, they would pop up, and I kind of got a similar vibe, like the look of how scary the gym, the shattered gems would be sometimes, <clears throat> as like these. I just felt like there was. It feels like it's the evolution of this show. Like Steven Universe is the evolved version of this. There we go. Instead of dissing it, I'll say that it's it started <laughs> here. Steven Universe is, <clears throat> is elevated and it's been evolved. Um, we started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quote from Degrassi quoting Drake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I also just think 80s cartoons a lot of times had, like, very straightforward premises. And so the idea was that you would lay the groundwork for the first episode so that you could repeat it every episode. Yeah. So this one is like, okay, now we know who the villain is. We know who all the heroes are. So then, well, essentially it's like... Next episode, it'll be some of the kids, and they find out that they have to stop the bad guy again. And then the next episode is another small thing happens. They have to stop the bad guy again. So I'm like, yeah, you just laid the groundwork. I feel like, honestly, a lot of 80s cartoons, like, the first couple episodes are honestly the most interesting. Because that's when they have to do real storytelling. And then Mm -hmm. afterwards, it's like, 
whatever. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Yeah. We did the hard part. <clears throat> um, can we move on to like a full appreciation <sighs> of the character Twink? Like, <laughs> oh yes. Like anytime. Yes. I don't even think Twink is like a notable character besides the fact that anytime someone talks to Twink, they have to call them Twink, and they're just like, "Twink, jump, run, Twink." And it's just like so funny. <laughs> I just loved when she was just like running at one point and she couldn't find him, and she was just goes, "Twink, Twink, <laughs> Twink." <laughs> uh, it's just. I was so happy. I, yeah. I honestly every time she said his name made me giggle so that probably got me through a lot of the episode just on that alone <laughs> was like this is amazing this is beautiful just a little white wow. twink also the purple girl that I was actually kind of is the only thing that really upset me the whole episode is that she showed up at the end and she had cute round glasses and she was yeah. super nerdy and I was like I want more of this girl tell me more about you what's your <laughs> life like <laughs> and they were like no <clears throat> yeah you have to watch Jojo the Siwa. other 12 episodes. <laughs> Jojo Siwa wanted to flirt with his book smart girl. I know she wanted to, but she was like, we have to save the world first. And then I'm going to come back and get your digits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story I came up with, at least. <laughs> um, in Casey's fan fiction, which we'll link in uh, on our page. In the description, so. yeah. <laughs> I'm on chapter 12 already. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I really, I ran out of things to talk about because, you know, I... I mean, I feel like we spent a good amount of time talking about that. I feel good yeah. about it. Like, good I don't have us. any more plot points, I guess. It's, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, basically, it's... The first episode, it feels like they're on an adventure and it's kind of drawn out. But then the second episode is just, like, they meet a new, like, five characters every 30 seconds. So it's... Yeah. It's very, like, there's a lot of whiplash between the pacing of both episodes. Yeah. I will say I slightly agree where I feel like the second part could have been two or three more episodes to really round it out. Yeah. So that you could, like, slowly meet characters. But, like yeah. I said, it was just the writing style back then, so I'm not really going to, like, shit on it. You're not <laughs> I <guess> surprised. So. <laughs> Um, I I also just love 80s cartoons. I am equally surprised that I'd never watched this before. And it's to no surprise that I almost put on the next episode after just to see what it was like. I'm surprised you haven't watched the whole thing and all the other versions of Rainbow Bright that have come out since. <laughs> I did it today after I watched the first two episodes. I watched every other thing. I mean, it wouldn't take you long, apparently. <laughs> There's only 15 episodes. <laughs> it's still like seven hours, right? Is that how time works? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> time is fake. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't... Catherine, so, right below, why are you like this? <laughs> yeah. what, what was your favorite part of the episode? Let's end on a high note. <laughs> mm. Honestly, I just, I liked the monsters. I really liked the monster, the big, like, kind of, um, oh, God, it reminded me of a Pokemon in the water, the, like the long snake yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Like Gyarados, that, kind of. Yes, thank yeah. you. That actually made me gasp, along with, like, there was a flying one, too, that I was like, oh, that's spooky. Um, spooky. spooky. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it was just giggling at every time they talked. I about liked. Twink. I also liked the monsters. I liked the two-headed dragon because it made me think of mm. dragon tales, and I liked that the one dragon was like, "I'm hungry," and the other dragon was like, "No, we don't have time to eat." And then Rainbow Bright's like, "It's lunchtime." <laughs> so it's the three of yes. us hanging out. <laughs> yes. 
Um, I also love that they twist their heads so much that they turn into a helicopter. And yes, <laughs> it was great. That was hilarious. That whole moment was pretty good. I oh, liked that. Oh, man. Um, I, I mean, to no surprise, because I've already said it, I love the fashion. I actually thought it was, yeah. whoever was designing the characters had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. even though they did not give enough space for everyone's heads. Um, <laughs> the rest of it, they had so much fun. Yeah. I have to talk, they have really scrunchy little head, like faces and these giant heads. And I, I know, yeah. I, I, I can't thinking, tell if they love it or hate it. What would it. it look like if they shaved their head? It would look so scary. <laughs> it looked like Code Yoko. <laughs> right? <laughs> This is the precursor to Kodlioko and Steven Universe. Yes. I will. One of the only other things I didn't like was that I was really hoping that Rainbow Bright's ponytail would be more full and curled, but it was kind of just like slapped together in the back. Like I'm she sorry, fell out of the sky or something. Go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I also say I like that the end, just like the colorful world that was created when they all like After it's came been together. Yeah, the gentrification moment was my favorite as a white male. I loved watching this. Thank God it finally happened. Um, <laughs> but no, I just thought that like all the like different color kids like in their colors like spreading over the land and then coming together with castle and then everything was like pastels, which is like cute and great, and I loved it. And then I all guess the little sprites was... were like, "We're happy." I guess there was a character that like like another color kid that was introduced in another episode that's not in this one that was like overseer of pastel colors like her color was pink or something i was like that sounds right up casey's alley uh, oh that's where the pink girl comes from yeah she's me maybe yeah uh, if she if she wasn't in this episode because i think there's like well, a violet girl and then there's like a pink girl that comes yeah. in later i saw pictures of the pink girl and i was mm-hmm. like who are you mm-hmm. who is this girl i want to know more about you what's your story <laughs> let me buy you a drink let's talk <laughs> um yeah. Liz, did you have a favorite part or did you already say? I said about my two-headed dragons. Oh, the two-headed yeah. dragons. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I, um, that's all I got for this. I mean, it was an adventure. Yay. I enjoyed talking about it because, boy, what a ride. What a ride that. indeed. Well, before we wrap up the podcast, I'd like to let you know that we do have a visual companion to accompany this episode. You can find it on Instagram at Why Am I Like This Podcast or Facebook on our Generation Why Am I Like This fan page. And if you'd like to reach out to us and tell Liz and Alec why they have bad opinions on things, we also have an email, which is whyamilikethis at gmail.com. <laughs> um, and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Tell us um, you know, what underfunded community you're looking forward to gentrifying next. Um, we'd love to hear that from our listeners. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Don't do that. Don't I know we're talking that. about 80s cartoons and that they have dark, twisted things that happen inside of them, but. I mean. I don't like that. Many good uh, things. Yeah. Yes. Is someone itching to go? Yeah, I can go. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Because, um, I mean, we're out of it now. We're in November, but I'm still going to talk about spooky season because I didn't get mm-hmm. to yet. So as we got closer to Halloween is when my spooky meter rises. And I'm like, let's finally watch some horror films. Why not? So two weekends ago, I binged all of the Friday the 13th films for the first oh time. God. I love your um, play-by-play. It was so good. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, I have to say the majority of them are not good. It, not even in like the funny good, just like they just weren't good. And I was kind of bored. Um, however, um, oh God, the one with the psychic girl. I wish I could remember. I should have written this down. It's like, it's, uh, I think part something. seven, right? That's Yeah, familiar. part seven or something like that. 
Um, that one's great. Jason X is a masterpiece. And if you have not seen that, listeners, go watch Jason X because it was the highlight of my life. Is that um, the one in space or am I thinking of the wrong yes, franchise? Yes, it is. It is the okay. one in space. Great. It is campy. It's beautiful. It's great. I also watched um, the first Halloween movie, which is good. I was surprised. I really loved it. Um, and then I watched the first three Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And had you never I seen say, those? Uh-uh. Um, <gasps> no. The second one is amazing. Dream Warriors. I love the third one. <laughs> I don't. I love the gay one. Casey, well, why didn't you text us about that one? <laughs> I know. With our powers combined, we equally like the first three movies because I only like the first one. <gasps> um, well, the first, I mean, the first one is a classic, but. It's a bop. It's a banger. Yeah. Um, the second one, I would have liked it more if it was like the fourth or fifth installment. But just storyline wise, I thought it was a little confusing considering what happened plot wise in the episode before it. But I watched these back to back. So that's fine. Um, I did like all the shirtless boy moments and I liked the butt that was seen in the second movie. I thought the boy butt was definitely a large improvement from no boy butt the first movie. Um, but why didn't yeah. you like the third one? <laughs> the third one? I, I, I wanted more out of it. I wanted I think the third it's one's prime time, bitch. You don't like that moment? It's the best. Best. <laughs> I love it. No, that made me laugh. It, her death in the TV screen was one of the only deaths I actually enjoyed the entire movie. <laughs> um, I also did like in that movie the like emo-y girl when she goes into the dream world and she's like, in my dreams, I'm bad. And she has like a yeah. mohawk and a leather outfit. And she has two switchblades. Yes. <laughs> she fights Wonderful. Jason with her, switchblades. In her Freddy. dreams, she's Feruza Volk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, pretty well, much. She's great. Um, but yeah, I, I just watched. Oh, and then we watched Hellraiser 2, which I was like, meh, about. I want more Cenobites. I want I know, more Hellraiser 2 is like just a repeat of the first movie to me. It's very. I've like, never seen a Hellraiser movie. I. Honestly, to me, looking at pictures of the Cenobites is more interesting than the movies they're in. Yeah. I think that they're wonderful design monsters and creatures. And, like, there's so much you could do with it. But the stories themselves center around really boring people. So it's like, I don't care. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, And that's my many good things is judging horror movies. (laughs) Judging horror movies. I I loved the updates, though. They were were really fun to read. I'm glad. Uh, Liz? Um, I'm going to go with something spooky, too, and that is the new Chucky television show that just has come out. Mm-hmm. Um, it is quite good, and uh, I would say, especially, um, I mean, all the Chucky movies uh, have queer messaging behind them, for sure, but this one is, like, just because it's you know, current day, I feel like they can just come out right out and say it kind of thing. It's not like beating around the bush, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, the lead character is a gay boy, um, kind of just figuring out what's going on. It's okay, Liz, you can call Um, him Twink. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he, you know, obviously gets involved with Chucky. um, But there's a great moment. Because basically the lead character, the boy, his dad is really shitty to him because he's gay. And there's a moment where he's talking to Chucky and Chucky's like, I have a queer son. You know, he's gender fluid because Chucky does have a queer son. And the kid's like, you have a son? And he's like, wait, so did you care? And he goes, no, I'm not a monster. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, I don't know. It's it's a great moment. Um, I love that. uh, Yeah, it's really, the show is super fun. I mean, like if you love campy horror at all you will love it it's so silly and like uh, like 
the deaths have been fun. Just I just really like the show. I think it's a lo- it's a lot of fun. Um, so highly recommend if you like anything campy. And also, if you've never seen a Chucky movie in your life, you can still watch it because it's like you don't really need to know that much. Like they mm-hmm. pretty much do the backstory like within the show. So yeah, and they're Chucky movies. Yeah. Only watch Bride of Chucky if you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lovely. Um, I, I'm going to throw out a few things because I had uh, a pretty good week. Um, so first of all, I just finished reading um, uh, Under the Whispering Door, the newest TJ Klum book today, and it was really good and very sweet and it made me have feels in the end and i liked it a lot um i highly recommend it for i mean i I recommend it for anyone but especially if you liked um his last book the house in the strewling sea uh which is a delight of a book also um i probably already talked about that last year on the podcast um and then uh i went out and did some halloween shenanigans on saturday night and i had a jolly good time and I, it was technically the first time I've been to a, what would be de- described as a club in New York City, and I was really intimidated, and I had a delightful time, and it was fun, oh, okay. and yeah, it was, it was fun, it was uh, called The Q Club, it's in Midtown, Manhattan, and it's, I don't know, it was fun, and What's I thought it was- What's the Q stand for? I don't know, queer. Uh <laughs> It was a good time. They have, like, themed rooms and stuff. It's, like, a three-story uh, bar. There's different floors and stuff. Um, I had a delightful time. Oh, in my last mini good thing, it's, I'm going to give a shout-out uh, to one of our uh, constant listeners, Kristen. Uh, Kristen had a big weekend, and Kristen moved apartments, and I'm really proud of her, and she did a lot of stuff <laughs> in the last two weeks, and I just want to let her know that uh, I'm thinking about her. I got to see her new place today, and it was really fun, and I think she'll be very happy in her new digs. So congratulations, yeah. Kristen. Well, and speaking Congrats. of Kristen, I think she is the one who submitted our episode for next week. Which so is... So what a wonderful segue. Which is... Next week, we're going to watch and talk about the 1997 classic musical Cinderella or Ay. Brandy Yay. Cinderella. Hey. <laughs> I feel like we're mostly going to be positive about it, so that's good. I think so. I, I think I think we would be murdered by someone if we talked bad about this movie. Yeah. Yeah, you two be positive. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, Ferngoli. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>